0: Presented by Baseline Times Media. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shooter Pass Podcast. On behalf of Baseline Times Media, I am your host, Cheval, and my wonderful co-host, Demario. We're back in the building. We're back with a brand new, refreshed Cavalier team. Some more LeVar Ball comments. And uh, Paul Pierce finally has a jersey retired in Boston. Demario, what's up, man? How's it going? How you feel? Yo yo.
1: Um I'm extremely hungover. Uh, still hungover at 6:07 p.m. on a Monday. My Sunday fun day was way too lit. I blame my boy Diggy for coming into town from Chicago. Uh we all thought we were 21 last night and it was terrible. So, that's my Monday. I threw up at the gym. On the basketball court, removed myself from the gym, came home, ate a box of Girl Scout cookies, and now I'm speaking (laughs) to you. And, yeah, it sucks. But, you know, that's what happens when you take several shots of tequila and you mix it with fireball. It's just not a good thing. Not at all. Disgusting,
0: man. I don't recommend it. Very disgusting.
1: I don't recommend it at all. It was terrible. And that's crazy to me because we've never seen a LeBron team – have these type of problems so obviously that really didn't work they went seven and eight with him they then got younger with Clarkson and they added Nance and I feel like the Cleveland Cavaliers positioned themselves for next year when they won't have LeBron but they'll have a young core they'll also have that Brooklyn next pick and it's going to be interesting
0: well I mean before I really get into the new era here in Cleveland just kind of backtracking a little bit, especially to, you know, our summer podcast. You know, we we saw that the, the trade went down with Isaiah Thomas. We had D. Wade signing. And we we're like, holy shit, this team is just deep as hell. Like, this is probably one of the deepest LeBron teams he's ever played with. And it was almost to the point where we we're questioning, well, is this the greatest LeBron team that he's really put together right now? Here we are present day. You know, there's four new players in the team. Six went out, whatever the tally was. Wow, like it's just a complete 180. Um, and this is here's the thing that you know I I presented to you and almost everybody that's LeBron fans like, dude, this is the greatest player, in not just the NBA, like the world. This is like the greatest player we've seen in, in years and a generational player. And this is really happening to him. You know, in in one of the years where he started off as incredible as he. Is he is, has been as always year 15 we brag about it we're like yo this guy's like 33 whatever he is now you know 33 32 33 years old and playing his best basketball and holy shit we have to blow his team up I think that you know that's just that's kind of is mind blowing but I think you know we're starting to see the Golden State Warrior effect here and uh, you know obviously I will say this I think that they looked at what's uh be what's efficient what against Golden State, and a little bit of bias is going to come from me here. But I'm I'm going to say this and, and go off the right you know go on a limb here and say a lot of what we've seen versus uh OKC in the Golden State um matchup so far in the fr- I know it's only two games and, and you know Golden State didn't really show so much, but the ability to rotate and have young athletic uh guards on the perimeter or just players in general. Uh, be able to rotate and switch. You know, you you have uh, Terrence Ferguson, um, mm-hmm. Grant, uh, even their big man. You know, can get out there and switch and rotate. And I think Cleveland just noticed, like you know, obviously we talked about them being kind of old in the last couple of weeks, right? And how terrible Isaiah Thomas was. You, you 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 spit the stats millions of times to Mario, just how bad defensively they are, and, and that's just been the thing. And now against a young uh, Boston team yesterday, those rotations look pretty solid for, a, for guys playing together for the first time. Um, you know, based on the highlights, I mean, you, just, you didn't watch the game. Yeah. What, what were your I thoughts mean, about the defense? Here's what
1: I say. We watched Dwayne Wade age terribly from last year to this year. Like, he's really bad. One of the best things that we've got to, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, one of the great things about Dwayne Wade is his defensive ability. Like, that's been, in my opinion, his most underrated. I mean, the guy gets you blocks, he gets you steals. And this year he just lost it completely. You then add that in with Isaiah Thomas, who can't play defense. J.R. Smith has been missing since they won the finals. You know, and then you mention I'm, I'm sorry, then you add in LeBron year 15, who isn't the greatest on defense. And then you add in Tristan, who's just, I don't know what he's been doing. and it just was a disaster. Like it was really, really bad. You now add in Jordan Clarkson. Who's just like you said, young athletic, not the greatest defender, but he can play defense just because he's so athletic. Same thing with hood. Another one, young athletic. You then add in Nance who can guard the wing, who can guard the post. You then add in George Hill. Who's quietly been having a solid year in sack. He's a way better defender than Isaiah. And This team is a a brand new team. A lot of the defensive struggles with the Cavs from what I watched when Isaiah played with them, it all starts with him. It starts with him just, he just can't play defense, like just at all. And the cool thing about Boston is that when he was in Boston, who did they have? They had Rogier. They had Marcus Smart. You know, they have these young, versatile defenders. Now, I guarantee if you had Isaiah Thomas with this present team, with Nance, with Hood, Uh, You know, with these type of players, their defense will look a lot better because they can cover for him and they can help him on defense, but they didn't. So from what I saw from the last two games, even, I mean, even the other night when they played with only eight players, the defense just looked a lot better. Uh, It's, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, as guys who like, you know, we play ball and we, we know basketball. When you have a cancer, like an Isaiah Thomas, it really, really is a cancer and it spreads throughout the team. You know, it's no coincidence that this team looked so good versus the number one defensive team. Like, they legit, they dominated Boston at home. Boston's the best defensive team in the
0: league. Absolutely. And and they, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, a, like, a know, Boston Celtic team. It wasn't just any other team. It was... exactly The, the real...
1: Uh, I think their next game is against OKC, and we'll be able to tell a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll be able to tell a lot. Because this team could easily go on a crazy winning streak. You know, this team could easily, like what's funny is that the NBA is funny because I remember last year this time, the same Cleveland Cavaliers team was having to say, oh, will they make it to the finals? Will they make it this? They're not going to win versus Golden State or Houston. I don't see that myself right now, but I think they're the favorites in the East again. And they set themselves up to win after LeBron departs this year for San Antonio, Houston, Los Angeles, uh, Lavar Balls, uh, Lithuanian team or wherever the hell the Ball has his boys playing at, you know, and <laughs> it's very smart. They set themselves up for when LeBron leaves and I mean, I think that them not giving away the Brooklyn Nets pick, them being able to get younger was extremely smart and I give them all love and respect for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, just kind of going back to a little bit more backtracking here, especially last, you know, coming up to last week's trade deadline. Uh, I know you and I were the news broke, um the Isaiah deal, and we're like, okay. And then there's a D Wave deal. We're like, wow, okay. And then we're like, wow, D Rose and Crowder, George Hill, okay, wow. And we're like, damn, this, something's going on in Cleveland. And a little bit of overreaction, right? But I really did want to see this this team, and especially, you know, the Rodney Hood pickup and the Clarkson. Clarkson's actually one, you know, one of my you know, low key younger guys that I I enjoy playing, and um, I I got the pleasure of seeing him, uh, you know, last week here in Orlando when, when he was a Laker, and uh, and, you know, he he was just knocking down the shots. I mean, the guy could get his own shot. You know, he could pull up. Uh, I thought he was a great acquisition for for the Cavaliers. Uh, the George Hill, you know, veteran point guard, not gonna demand the ball and be too ball heavy. Not gonna take silly shots, but. Great compliment next to LeBron James, so I definitely like the the those those two over the Isaiah Thomas, um, you know at at the guard position there, and then there's Larry Larry Nance Jr. I mean this guy's gonna hustle. He reminds me a little bit of a little bit of Steve Adams in in, in a sense of the way he plays his defense. He's the motor, get, yeah, he has the, the motor. motor. He he can get out there. He's gonna hustle. He, he's gonna give you some, a a nice little rotation on the pick and roll. I feel that uh, he's quick enough to switch out to a Steph Curry, switch out to a Klay Thompson, just get yep. a hand in the face. And that's all OKC was doing. And yep, 100%. They, yeah, that's all they were doing, just rotating, hitting the rotations on point. I mean, and that, that's one of the ways you beat them. You know, you, you have your LeBron to hold down your Katie. I mean, that's going to be a given. You're going to have your back and forth between those two superstar players. But you have someone to compliment Bron, you know, defensively on that end. And it can be a series. I mean, I still you know, agree. It, it's, it's a long way to get to beat to get the beaten goals, but <laughs> just like that, I mean, you trade away uh, a superstar, if you want to call him, not Isaiah Thomas, and uh, you get better to dominate the entire East. Now we have to hear that, oh, the East is weak, blah, blah, blah. Well,
1: yeah, I mean, that's every single year. Every single year this happens. Like, we talked about it. We spoke about it a few weeks ago on Twitter. Is You know, people we hate LeBron so much. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get why. Like we literally, it's so crazy. Like I've, we've never seen a guy. I mean, when, when this guy retires, he's going to be first or second in all time points. And he's going to be probably top. I mean, he's already top 10 in assists, but he might be top five in assists. Like we've never seen a guy play like this. We've never seen a guy that can guard one through five. We've never seen a guy this good. And people were like, Oh, he, you know, he has a lot of finals, you know, losses, the logo, the actual logo of the fucking NBA. I believe he's one and eight in NBA finals. Does that, does that make Jerry West? I mean, does that take away from his greatness? No, he's a fucking logo, you know? And it just sucks because when you look at even like his final losses, or when you look at the rosters that he's taken to the finals, and then you look at, you know, his players not showing up for him. I mean, the dude had a triple-double. <laughs> you know, he averaged a triple-double. The guys put up some crazy, crazy numbers. And even this year, it wasn't necessarily him failing. It was his team failing. Like, when you have a team full of shooters who can't shoot, like, where's J.R. Smith been? Where's Shumpert been? Uh, you know, love was balling up until the when the Isaiah Thomas return happened. So I'm pumped to see them get younger, get some shooters. And, you know, it's going to be interesting, you know, in the East, uh, you know, having them Boston, I'm also like, you know, I'm also interested to see how the Raptors will be able to play in that. The Raptors are the team that I don't believe in until they make me believe in them. You know, they kind of remind me of like that Atlanta Hawks team that one year where, yeah, they won all these games and all that kind of stuff. But then when the playoffs came, I I believe, you know, that Cleveland Cavaliers team swept them. So It'll be interesting. I'm I'm really really pumped for the game against OKC. Like really excited. It's on my calendar straight up. Big old circle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that game's definitely a good uh, test to see, especially coming off you know a game like in Boston for them. So that that'll be very keen and important. And I think that it's better of a matchup now than it was you know last week with the, that where heavily roster. So uh, you know you now have uh, some athletic guys on the wing and just getting younger. Um, I think it's just fun to see it though. Uh it, just how quickly it came together. I mean, it's not even a week old these trades and you know LeBron's already smiling having a good time with these guys uh and they're just motivated to come on place. So, yeah, definitely a change of energy in the locker room. I think that's a good thing for them. Uh and then, you know, on the backburners is, is Kevin Love, man. Like this team looks that good and there's still Kevin Love who's gonna come right in. Um I think the most important thing is just making sure that they come about and uh, you know, kind of get themselves together. Defensively, uh, the shooting is better, in my opinion. You have guys who are gonna be able to knock down, you know, open three point shots. You're gonna have those all day. They just there's there's no you know, no other uh, ways where you know they're gonna come about and not have these uh shots available, especially with LeBron. It's kind of like what Nick Wright was saying, man. Like LeBron four guys, man, it's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean it's gonna be interesting. You know, I me, mean, I'm a big Bron guy. I'll be the first person to say that. You know, this year he started off extremely hot, and then he went on that decline. But that decline was twenty four, seven, and seven, which is like greater than ninety eight percent of the players in the Hall of Fame's numbers. But LeBron has set the bar so high for his play. I mean, I mean, think about it. Like we legit for the last month or so has been saying, like, damn, LeBron is you know he's slumping at twenty four, seven, and seven and fifty percent shooting. That's crazy to me i even was on twitter and i felt myself not bashing him but i was like really critical of some of his you know shot selections and his defense and then i had to really realize like holy shit lebron in the off month is 24 7 and 7 like who can say that like yeah man i've been pretty shitty i've just been averaging better numbers than kobe's entire career yeah
0: absolutely <laughs> you know? absolutely it's a very
1: yeah. very crazy thing
0: I think I think today going forward, everyone feels great about the Cavaliers. A little bit better, I should say. A little bit better. I think that you know, going into the trade, just what, what happened was I, I was just I was just mind blown. I'm just like, dude, this this guy is you know how we're praising him now, and we're like, damn man, like this never happened to KD. This never happened to Curry. You know, it's like this. The team never just got absolutely blown to smithereens. But I think it was great they did it now and instead of letting that team play the rest of the season because that would have been an ugly ending. Um maybe you would have gotten your wish that LeBron would be out before losing in an NBA finals.
1: I so personally want to see them get NBA eliminated finals. first round sweep because I can't take another it sucks. He's going to get to the finals <laughs> again. They're going to lose again. But you know it's I mean it is it just is what it is. Like this team just this team just isn't good. He's going to probably average 30 plus. He's he's going to probably average right. another triple double in the finals. And it sucks because you have these, like, for instance, uh, you know, the, like you know, not to get off topic, but today on, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yesterday, our buddy Neil was talking about, like, Kobe and, like, the whole Kobe Jordan thing. And I had to really, like, put them in his place. So I'm like, dude, Kobe is the value brand of Jordan. Like, there is not one thing that Kobe is better than Jordan at. There's not one thing that Kobe can do. Like, I mean, people, I love Kobe to death. I've grew to love him even more. But, I mean... It's just not close. Like, Jordan has five MVPs. Kobe has one. Jordan has six final MVPs. Kobe has two. You know, I mean, it, it's just Kobe has two scoring titles. Jordan has 10. You know, it's not like a, it's not a comparison. Like, we always want to say, oh, Kobe is, uh, you know, the second coming of Jordan and whatnot. Jordan from 84 to 93 was more accomplished than Kobe in 20 years. Like, like, that's a fact. I mean, Jordan, 84 to 93. He has, I I believe he has three MVPs. He has like four or five scoring titles, maybe six. I mean, he has a defensive player of the year. He has the rookie of the year. He has three final MVPs. I mean, that's, I I love Kobe to death. I I think he's, you know, one of the greatest players ever, but we got to stop overrating these players. Like, even the Kobe, like, LeBron comparison. Like, I always ask people. I'm like, dude, LeBron leads him in every single possible statistic. Like, every single. Like, every single one. And I'm not saying that, like, but I'm, like, I mean, we got to stop doing this. Like, we got to, like, the Paul Pierce thing, and we'll touch on it later. Like, man, you have so many people on Twitter who are, like, ranting and raving about Paul Pierce. I'm like, man, this dude never was a top ten player in the league. This dude before KG and them saved him. Had you know, I think three total playoff wins in nine years. You know, we gotta. I mean, it's cool. You can give love to players without overrating them. And that's all I say. I mean, I'm I'm with you you on that. I'm with you. That's all I say about that. Like, I love I like I I love these players, but like, we gotta stop saying Kobe and Jordan acting like that they're in the same conversation because they're not.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely with you with that. And it's funny because um, you know. Uh, just to, I'm not sure if you saw the pictures floating around today, but, you know, Clarkson, he's got a picture next to Kobe, and now he's got a picture of him next to Bron. I think that's actually pretty cool, uh, you know, for a young guy of his age and his caliber. That's dope. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just gonna, really cool, man.
1: And you watched him uh, from, you know, you watched his work ethic last year when Kobe retired. I'm sorry, uh, two years ago when Kobe retired, he worked out yeah. that entire summer. And, like, he, you see, yeah, and now he's going to, and, and, like, and see, that's the thing that, like, a lot of people don't realize when you, you know, when you're on LeBron's team, you're going to work. You know, you're going to work just for the fact that he has crazy work ethic, which made the d decline so sad because you really just saw my boy Flash just can't do it.
0: He was anymore. like, nah, bro, I'm, uh, let me just go to Miami, sip a, sip a Marquis on the beach. And I you, think he's going to retire. I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I asked, you know, my heat buddies, I'm like, look, guys, yes, you, you guys I guess what well, he's going to retire, he obviously, but yeah I, think say, he's yeah, yeah, I
1: don't see him having another year. Like he just isn't a good basketball player anymore. And, yeah, I mean, the first game back with the Heat, he had, like, that crazy block that saved the game. Yeah, he's good for those type of things. The one, and, and a couple,
0: one or two and plays, man. and he's like, all right, bro. But, yeah, uh,
1: but yeah, uh, shout out to my boy Wade. Hopefully he does retire. That would be dope. But they're talking about, like, him doing, like, the whole Kobe thing, and I heard him say earlier that he didn't want to do it because, you know, he's just not that kind of
0: person. But well, he's not he, even Kobe. At, 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 you know, yeah, honestly, he's not, not even Kobe. You're not going to get a tour. No, uh, <laughs> Kobe kind of –
1: Kobe <laughs> – Kobe is like probably the. I would say the only other person that can kind of get something would be Dirk, but Dirk isn't that type of player. Like Kobe's like, see, and this is, see, this is gonna you know actually like make Laker fans like Kobe's like one of the only players that really really deserve that. Like if I'm being real, like one of the only players that really really deserve just for the fact that like we watched him mature and grow. He's been through so much. Stayed with the Lakers for twenty plus years. Like global icon. All that kind of stuff. I, I think I Dirk will
0: like, get a fair share just because, you know, uh, he's been with the Mavs. Yeah, Dirk is like the I, Duncan. Know, I think, Dirk is like the Duncan. I, I, yeah, I think, exactly. I think he'll get he'll get it at, at one point if he announces at the end of this season, hey, you know, here's my farewell tour. I think that's the last, not as big as Kobe, but, you know, to a certain point. And then, obviously, LeBron James is probably the next player at that point.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: 100%. Uh yeah but no I, I like I like the Cavs going forward man I think it's gonna be exciting to see what happens with them uh I I, I like the the effort the energy I, I like the the fact these guys want to come and play hard and work hard and and that's what what Bron's looking for and you know, guys like that um, you know we didn't touch too much on, on Isaiah Thomas but uh, you know it has been so much out there about him and just being more disruptive and uh, a little bit ignorant to the process and kind of fitting him in. I, I mean, I'm not a big fan of his game. I look, I believe, you know, the guy's a decent guy, you know, a good ball player. Just not a big, big fan. Obviously, you know, some bias towards the defensive uh, deficiencies he brings to a team. But he's a great player. I hope things work out in L.A. But I, I'm glad they moved on from him. Uh, and that was the biggest test, man. I mean, shout out to, to Boston and Danny Hage one more time, man, because... You Genius. know, Ky- Kyrie's <laughs> that dude, man. At this point, he it just made look made that trade and signified, "Hey, we we want this trade." Uh so you know, shout out to Danny Ainge for that, and um, I'm glad they move on. Nance Junior is is a guy's incoming hustle, man. I mean, the, you know, so far the guy he's averaging about seven uh, rebounds a game, uh, you know, eight point six points a game uh, with the Lakers, uh in the first you know half of the season, and that's pretty solid, man. I mean. That's something if you don't if you start right now, obviously without without Kevin Love in the lineup, and eh, you can give a little bit more on that production. I mean what? Let's say you get a couple more baskets, that's for you know 10, 10 to 14 points, uh, you know, grab a couple more rebounds, you know, let's say you're you're averaging 12 and 9 or something like that. Kevin Love comes back, you still kind of give that effort, you know, you might get that 10 and you know, six, ten and seven. Off the bench for Cleveland. I mean, that's huge, man. Especially in the playoffs, um, that's that's definitely big. But as long as George Hill and uh, Clarkson's there, knocking <laughs> those threes down, and I mean, we haven't even really spoke much on, on you know Roddy. I know it's one game, but I mean, that guy was off, you know, firing on some cylinders yesterday too. So, you know, kudos to them. I'm glad. I'm glad that that, that worked out and looks looks a little bit better. You know, as uh, I think Stephen A. said, you know, LeBron James got saved again. Yeah,
1: yeah. Not <laughs> really. I mean, it's. I mean again, like like the sucky thing about this era is that I was talking to Nate and Am and I feel like we know too much as fans. Like in the nineties, when a trade happened, a trade happened. There was no speculation. We didn't have social media. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have all this stuff. It was ESPN was the only thing, the end all be all. They kept a lot of things in-house. There's a lot of players from the nineties who we love who who we would hate. Like we would hate Jordan. You know, we would hate all these players. But Social media and stuff has made it. Like, even like all the rumors, like the rumor that said LeBron says he wanted to go to Golden State. Like, what? But I've even learned through all the stuff that I've been through in the last year that you could write alleged or source on anything and print it. So, and and like we notice every single year between January and between the playoffs, the NBA kind of falls off in a sense and all these crazy stories. And of course, LeBron's the number one guy in sports. So it's easy to make a story about him to get the reporters and to get the fans all riled up.
0: Yeah. I think it's funny too. Cause I said in the group chat, with my guys, you know, it's like, dude, they, one of my, buddies, he's not really into the sports like that, you know? And he's like, man, the NBA just loves drama. And then, you know, we'll post a link and he'll kind of comment like, yep, NBA drama, man. It's just, it's a drama,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's,
0: it's whether someone's shit talking, someone's punching, trying to punch somebody, someone's ejected, yelling at the officials. Uh, and then you have these, you know, uh, comments outside the rumor, this or rumor that, and uh, but you know what? It, it just keeps the NBA in that circle uh, of conversation, man, and in sports and, and media in general. So, you know, I wouldn't complain too much. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it comes down to the way that things are today. Yeah, I mean, we probably wouldn't hear anything about Jordan said this, and Jordan said that. Like, where, who, how, where does that come from? You know, it's like there's no Twitter, there's no social media, there's you know, no Facebook. There's no cell phones to record clips and things like that. It's you know, whatever ESPN said, and ESPN had nothing to back it. So yeah, I can see that. Definitely. Welcome to uh 2018. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but beyond the Cavaliers, sir, we uh we actually do have Miss Lavar Ball back in the news, and this time for some comments. Uh, Lavar Le- Ball. Levar Ball has laid out his little plan to get all his sons on one team. Um, Even as uh, going as far as saying that when comes the time for Lonzo to resign with the Lakers, if they're not going to take all three of his sons, he'll go find somewhere else for them to play Um, another team to get ready. He's almost going to like hijack a basketball team franchise. Uh. And even went as far as saying you don't have to give Jello, you know, fifteen mil. Just, just give him a mil for three years. You know, it's not even, not even like that. You're just gonna get championships for the cheap. We'll we'll, we'll go find money elsewhere. How realistic do you think this is, to Mario? I mean, so far he's been a man of his word.
1: Lavar Ball has to realize that since Christmas, which is December twenty fifth, his son has played in five games. Five games. His son hasn't played since the 15th of January. His son went from this prized scout, this guy who everybody was like ranting and raving over, to a first year bust. Now, I don't know what he's going to be year two, year three, year four, year five, but so far he's been a bust, like an extreme bust. Like he can't shoot. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. He can't score. He hasn't really looked to score because he can't shoot. And yeah, he can rebound and yeah, he can pass. But when your dad hypes you and says that you can pass like magic and you can shoot better than Steph and you don't perform well, and then you're hurt and then you're on lip battle doing songs and you getting some random 19 year old girl pregnant, AKA a trap, AKA, just I don't know, man. It's really weird. Like I feel like LeVar is the guy, again, we we like we discuss him every single episode because he's always saying crazy things. He has to realize, like, this isn't gonna happen, bro. Like I guarantee you at the break, the Lakers were shopping Lonzo ball. I guarantee you at the break they were shopping. They were saying what they can get for him. Cause at this point, they're looking at him and they're like, They've been balling without him. Like, look at their I mean, they've been balling without Lonzo. At first, it was kind of hard because they were like, oh, he was running the – but when you look at their wins and losses, like in January, they balled pretty hard. They won right now. I believe they won like four out of their last five. They had a tough loss last night to uh, you know, Dallas, but of course, it's a brand-new team. But prior to that, they had won four straight. And, I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't see what LeVar – I mean, I- I'm not a parent. But obviously, I support my friends and I support my boys, but I'm not going to go out here and make it seem like that Chevy is the greatest at insert thing here and trying to put down other greats who are already proven because I'm not going to put that unwanted pressure on you as my homie, you know? And I just feel like he puts all this pressure. It's no coincidence. Like, you know, the guy got hurt, came back, was hurt again. A lot of that is just stress. Like, that's stress. That's unwanted stress and pressure from his father. And I think what he's doing overseas is great, but I think he needs to just stick with that, stick with overseas, and just kind of leave the NBA to the real ballers, the real rookie of the year candidates, and just kind of hope that season two is way better than part one because part one's been bad.
0: Yeah, and I'll just give him some credit, like at least before the injuries, he he looked like he he had a few games. uh, You know, they went on that East Coast trip. He had a few games where, especially the Masters, where, uh, you know, First time in Madison Great Garden, had a decent game there. Um, you know, went to Philly and he threw that you know game-winning assist to uh, Brandon Ingram. You know what? I remember those couple of games, and um, yeah. you know he was coming around, and then the injuries happened. But yeah, it's it it all falls down on you know you know the success of Lonzo. Obviously, it's where it is. It has to start with him. Uh, it's not there, like you said. Could could one of the other two brothers come up? Sure, I you know that's not bet against that. I I, I would give him the benefit of the doubt, but I I don't know. I it's how realistic. Yeah, it, it just all depends. And at the end of the day, you know, if the market shifts to the point where it's like, dude, look, we're not gonna put you all three on one team. But you know, this team is interested in Jello. At the end of the day, are you gonna hold back? You know, your son's dreams and and and, and ability to play professionally in, in the NBA. Lamar ball probably wouldn't do that. Right. So I think that he's, he's, he, he's just saying shit to say shit at this point. Um, I don't know. His sons haven't proven to me that they can bring championship to championship to anything right now. So we got to see, give it time. This young raw talent. He should let um, the
1: game speak like championship. Like yeah. let's, let's get over 500, <laughs> you know, championship. Exactly. let's shoot you know, 45%. Let's set obtainable goals. Like the reason why a lot of people stop working out and the reason why a lot of people, new year's resolutions fail is because they don't set obtainable goals. It would be like all of a sudden for you or I, like what we are doing with baseline, you know, times and all the kind of stuff that we're doing. It it would be like, you know, you and I to be like, by the end of the year, we're going to be better than ESPN. Like, no, like, you know, let's say by the end of the year, we're going to do 40 podcasts, which is you know, 20 more than last year. I don't know how many we did. I'm just saying, you know, like that's an obtainable goal. That's something to where we can go into 2019 and say, wow, we set a goal of 40 podcasts and we did 43. So for 2019, let's say we want to get, you know, 15 articles published per month And in order that, you know, you have to set obtainable, right? I'm sorry, obtainable goals. And they're not doing that. He's not being realistic. You know, it would be like me being like, okay, uh, you know, I want to, you know, make it to the NBA and I'm not even getting, you know, any college looks. No, you got to like go to that, you know, junior college route, then see what you can get from there. You have to set obtainable goals. And he's not doing that for his boys right now. Not at all.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I still enjoy the show, though. Uh, awesome show. Um, I don't know. We'll see, though. I. I. I I can't really hate too much on on LaVar. I I actually, you know, and I really, really want the uh, Junior Basketball League to work out for them. 100%. Um, I I think that that's going to be more or less an incredible um, accomplishment if they're able to pull that off. I think that's fun. That's going to be something fun to look out for. So I hope that definitely works out for them. All right, uh, DeMar, as we uh, spoke earlier on the show here, uh, just a little recap of Paul Pierce's uh, highlights and achievements and his retirement. And I think the hilarious part about it is that they did this at the end of the game, made everybody wait through LeBron James and his five-day uh, uh, you know, his five days of, of being with teammates and maybe what, a second game overall with new teammates. Just send them packing early uh, in that game and then finally retired to Paul Pierce's jersey. So his jersey of retirement comes with LeBron James coming in, dogging the Boston Celtics, and uh, well, you know a little bittersweet for Kyrie too uh, to kind of see that go down on his home floor. Uh, I mean, we we went off about Paul Pierce before and on a show, especially when he made a whole big deal about Isaiah Thomas sharing that night with him or day with him. Um, I did last minute also about Paul Pierce, and now that his you know, jersey's finally retired and in the rafters off.
1: there. I come off as a Paul Pierce hater, but I'm only speaking facts. Like it's, he is a great Celtic. You know, I will say that, but I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of like a Lavar. Like he's one of those guys that kind of overrates things, you know, in a sense. And he makes it, like you're not Kobe. Like you, you know, he thinks, you know, in his mind, I know he probably thinks like, I'm, I'm on that Kobe Jordan, Tim Duncan shack, but you're not. It was funny that they had to wait. <laughs> like they have to watch this blowout from you know their arrival from somebody who they will face in the playoffs. You know, I think that will light the fire under them, you know, a little bit more for like, you know, the playoffs. And, you know, I think right. it'll be good for the culture. It'll be good for NBA. Um, it's cool that he got his jersey retired. But again, you know, I feel like that he's like that top that you know, I'm sorry. I feel like he's that tier two superstar. And I don't know. It's just, you know, it's just really weird to me. Like I mean, I feel like that he like he does deserve it, but I feel like the game was just kind of like a slap in his face. Like, you got to sit and watch a guy who dominated you for most of his career, <laughs> like, you know, dominate you again. Like, I think Doc had said something about sitting in the stands and booing LeBron. Yeah. And LeBron had the last laugh again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey By the way, shout out to Ray Allen for golfing with George Lopez. That's a yeah. real beef. Like they,
1: <laughs> it okay. is. It has to be. <laughs> like I was talking to Am and Nate. Ray Allen is basically KD before KD. But <laughs> I'll say this: there's something that we don't know because Ray Allen seems like the most laid back and that's humble. What
0: I'm, I'm exactly kill. right.
1: Like he doesn't seem like a petty person, like
0: or like that. a dick. where are like, yeah, or like, oh, oh, like wow, a. Yeah. So that's
1: why I always say it's something that we
0: just. You know, we just it don't has know. to be. There it is abso- absolutely. There's no because, way that you just don't show up to this. Yeah. You because, want a championship with a guy.
1: Or, or like he hasn't even been invited to things. Cause again, remember like him and Rondo just don't get along. But I don't know, man. It's something it, it's something really like, weird. What
0: did you say or do to like,
1: like just it's something that a 30 for 30 has has to Oh, know. their 30 for thirty is gonna be nuts. Has to. I it can't wait to. for that. Cause it's gonna be cool because it's gonna talk about how a lot of them like not journey players, but none of them really accomplished anything prior to them all being together. And then they get together and they win the championship. Yeah, they got a championship. I can't wait to see it from even like the McDonald's all American days from their college days. Like it's going to tell like the story of three players, like Paul Pierce and KG were McDonald's all American teammates, I believe.
0: Yeah.
1: And it goes back to those days. And I can't wait to watch the college tape and KG's high school and all that kind of good stuff. That's going to be really dope. I'm that, really, there's a lot way. of 30 for 30s that I'm literally dying for. And that's one of them.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Demario, we have Valentine's day coming up. Just kidding. It's actually NBA all-star weekend. That's, that's what true. really I matters. Like, I was like, hold on, <laughs> <up>. hold <laughs> up. What? Valentine's what? Like what? <laughs> what is that? Oh, who's this? By the who's way, <laughs> yeah, you're on the wrong show, by the way. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. This is like every year. Like, yeah. I don't know what this weird holiday is in between NBA All-Star Weekend. But anyways, uh, we've got NBA All-Star Weekend this weekend coming up. And it's also going to be filled with uh, a new twist to it. So we talked about the Team Braun versus Team Curry. Gave our thoughts. Team Braun slowly but surely is dying out. Everyone's getting replaced. Um, But uh, we'll go through here the events, man. And, you know, we got uh, Friday night here. The Team Braun versus Team USA. uh, The Celebrity Game. Uh, Saturday is the uh, nice entertaining night. Uh, the, the Sam Dunn contest last couple of years is kind of, you know, gain a little bit more traction, um, especially with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, let's go on a list here, man. And see who you got uh, when it comes down to some of these events Saturday night. Uh, the skills competition is going to feature uh, Lou Williams, Jamal Murray from the Denver Nuggets, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie from the Brooklyn Nets. Laurie Markkanen from the Chicago Bulls, Embiid, Al Horford, and Buddy Heal. He's actually replacing Donovan Mitchell. And Andre Drummond is replacing Chris Stapps for Zingas. Who do you got?
1: Man, you know what? I love this kid a lot. I love Jamal Murray. Like, I like that guy. His game, I remember when they switched him over to point guard, even though he's really not a point guard, but whatever. He runs point a little bit. I, you know, I was a little confused and that guy, his, I mean, this dude balls like Jamal Murray, this kid can ball. I mean, wow. I, you know, I kind of sit back and I often think about that 2016 draft and after Ben Simmons, it's going to be really, I mean, after Ben Simmons, I really wasn't sold on Ingram. I won't lie. Ingram has been balling this year. He makes me look like an idiot. I really wasn't sold on Jalen Brown. I really wasn't sold on Jamal Murray. And now I'm looking and I'm like, wow, that's four players in the top 10 who look like they're going to lead this next era of NBA, you know, all-stars, NBA really, really solid players. Jamal Murray is a guy who just ball. Shout out to Canada. He's my pick for that. Um, I I like just his all-around game. It's just really, really good to watch. He reminds me of Brandon Royish. You know, he kind of has like mm, that mm-hmm. that same, you know, Brandon Roy swag. His light skin. Yeah, actually. No, no, no. <laughs> his game is, you know, there's some players whose games are just smooth. Like, yeah, yeah, I see. Like it. remember, remember, remember like OG, like OG Sam Perkins? Yeah. It's like that super smooth, just just he looks like he's that dude who just oozes out of bed, like just swag on fucking one million, you know, and he just, you know, and it comes off in his basketball game. And I love watching him play, and I think he's gonna win.
0: I think what's interesting about this, um, since they kind of switched the game up, uh, it's been the bigs winning it. So, hmm. Third time is a charm. I'm gonna roll and say Embiid. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Embiid on this one. I think I think he he might finally show out a little bit. But eh, yeah, shout out to Murray. They, the, the guards, they need to go ahead and, and get a W in this event. This is originally an event for them. So I love Joel, else.
1: by the way. He's yeah. probably my favorite player in the NBA. I think he's the best personality since Shaq. Like, he is pure comedy. He's the reason why the NBA is so big. There's, there's players like him who, who can ball, be funny on Twitter, have funny like this th- like that's the reason why nba is number one that's the reason why the nba players are so big on social media that's the reason why they get the big shoe deals in the contract because a player like him like he yeah. really like he's a player that i would pay money to see
0: all right three-point contest we have devin booker wayne ellington bradley beale clay thompson paul george kyle lowry eric gordon and tobias harris who you got demo
1: you know, this was something that I actually thought about. And, uh, you know, I want to say Booker, but something is telling me 100% Eric Gordon. I feel like Eric Gordon is one of the most underrated, underappreciated guys in the league. Like, for years, I feel like he was, like, right there on the cusp and then he would get hurt. But what he's doing with Houston is, like, beautiful. He's ball. He's been extremely consistent. And yeah, I'm going for him to win the three point shootout.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to go with Eric Gordon, too, man, because just because of what I've seen from him these last two years, especially in that Houston offense. And then the way he's just able to pull up and just, he, he's the defending champion. I, I think he's, he's going to take this one again. Um, you know, he might have a little, depending on, you know, what Clay does at night, I think Clay might give him a little run for his money, but uh, definitely looking forward to Eric Gordon taking that one. Uh, We're going to have that night routed out with the the Slam Dunk Contest. Now, the Slam Dunk Contest features Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Larry Nance Jr., Victor Oladipo, and uh, Donovan Mitchell as actually replacing Aaron Gordon, who's injured. Uh, So out of those four guys, what do you think uh, takes the crown here? You know, I
1: can say this is my least favorite event. Like, I'm I'm not really – I don't know. I mean, maybe Donovan and Dennis will, like, put on a show. I feel like Oladipo is more of an in-game dunker. I feel like Larry Nance is more of an in-game dumper, uh dumper, uh dunker. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess I'll say Dennis Smith. Hopefully, I'm wrong and make kill it. I just don't, I don't think any of these guys are like gonna put on like a show like the Aaron Gordon and like the Zach Levine. Like, those were incredible. Those are crazy. I just don't see yeah. that. Hopefully I'm wrong. I hope that these dudes go out there and ball hard. But I feel like that all four of them are in-game dunkers versus like some crazy, crazy next level dunkers, you know?
0: I think we'll see some creativity from Victor Oladipo. He's got that, um, you know, with him, uh, you know, fly, you know, putting the flight miles on. I think uh, I think Donovan Mitchell might be able to pull off some incredible dunks. Uh I j I don't want to see one Dennis Smith Jr. though. I I really liked him. I even, you know, from the summertime, I was like, dude, this guy's gonna go to the Slamgun contest ASAP, and sure enough, he's there. Uh Larry Nance, yeah, he might have a take nail with this one here, although he could surprise us, but I think most of the creativity is gonna come down between, you know, Victor Oladipo um and uh your high flyers with Dennis Smith and, and Donovan. But uh I, I'm gonna roll with Donovan, man, just as to go since he's replaced Nary Gordon, so shout out to uh, you to know, Mitchell. There, you want to know the beautiful
1: thing about the slam dunk contest when we were younger? They were one takes, yeah, like they were one. Like Vince Carter, I was there, like in Oakland, one take, straight up, just no BS. It was remember the year when uh Birdman missed like 50 dunks?
0: ridiculous, dude, and like yes. they
1: made like I just feel like that that takes away. It does. You know, that, you know, that takes away like 100%. So I feel like that I don't want to watch these guys miss like 40, 50 dunks. And I remember the Nate Robinson year when he won, but he missed like 50 dunks. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah, that kind of. Dwight Howard. Yeah, you know, that takes away from it. So hopefully <laughs> we're wrong and hopefully, you know, they can bring some noise. So I'm hyped for it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Sunday night rounds out the last of the event the festivities, and festivities. And, and, and by the way, DeMar, this is right in your backyard, man. How do you feel? how do you feel about this weekend, man? I
1: love it. I'm pumped. I'm gonna be there uh, for the Saturday night. I'm
0: gonna try to uh, finesse my way to get
1: some All Star game tickets. I'm already starting man, to send out my emails man. to all my to all my Clipper people to try to you know. Uh, there's actually um, a girl who I've been talking to. She's a homie. She actually does all the social media and a lot of the uh, podcasts and whatnot for the Atlanta Hawks. That's what's up. Yeah, so she's gonna be in town. So I'm gonna try to you know finesse and try to be her date, you know, or whatever. Uh, I'm excited for. The rising challenge. Sorry, I just took that away from you. I'm I'm more excited for this than the actual uh NBA All-Star game.
0: Well yeah, the young talent. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, always seems to be a little bit more entertaining. It's so much
1: fun. Like here's the deal. Like you really don't realize like these world talents that we have. That's why I love the NBA. Because you get like a Joel M D, you get like, you know, like Laurie, you get like Jamal Murray, you know, you get Sabonis, you got like a Ben Simmons, you know, you get Versus like Adonovan, Kyle Kuzma, uh, like I love John Collins. Uh, I'm pumped. These games seem like they're always fun. They're always entertaining. And what's dope is that you have the USA versus the world. So you actually have like some, you know, it's like your country's on the line. Yeah. You know, versus just, oh, whatever. It's like your country's on the line. So like you're playing for a lot more than that.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Well, as you know, the team LeBron is pretty banged up here, and I mean, he's, it's like they had to add a whole new team <laughs> to be on here with his reserves here. So, uh, uh, who, who, you, who are you going with? Even with the injuries here, I mean, you gotta at this point you're excluding John Wall. We're gonna exclude, um, Chris Tasporzingis, Kevin Love. Uh, replaced by Andre Drummond, Paul George. Dragic is in, and word on the street is that, or oh, Campbell Walker, by the way, was uh, a replacement. Um, word on the street is LaMarcus Aldridge may sit, so he may show up, but he just may sit. Um, so I guess that wouldn't really give LeBron another replacement. Um, Team Brown has Westbrook, Cousins, Davis, Durant, Kyrie. Versus Giannis Curry, DeRozan, Embiid, Harden. And then we have Butler, Green, Howardford, Lillard, Lowry, Clay Thompson, and Karl-Anthony Towns round out Steph Curry's team. But the real question tomorrow, the bonus here, is like, who do you think is going to come ball out and take this MVP? You
1: know, I could easily see Durant or uh, Westbrook. Like, I feel like what's dope, what's extremely dope, like really dope next level dope is you're going to see at one point, you're going to see Westbrook, LeBron and Durant, like all on the court together. I feel like it's going to be some.
0: Well, and then you have Kyrie who's
1: who's on. (laughs) That's pretty crazy. I forgot about that. And like, (laughs) so I feel like it's going to be competition within the competition. It's going to be dope. I'm really excited to see LeBron's team because I I mean, you got like him and Kevin Durant on the same team. That's going to be really dope for me. It's gonna be you oh, know, it's yeah, gonna man. be exciting. Uh, I think even with all the injuries, Team LeBron, wins just for the fact that, I mean, you have LeBron and Kevin Durant. That like those are one and two best players in the league for like for what seems like an eternity, <laughs> you know. And yeah, I think that's gonna be really dope. What's gonna be interesting is who takes the shot at the end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah, you know, <laughs> like Kyrie is Mister Clutch. You know, you got LeBron, KD, you got KD, and... and you got Westbrook. What's dope is you're gonna have Westbrook, Kyrie. <laughs> LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Anthony Davis and all at the same. That's going to be... And don't get me wrong, Steph Curry's team is really, really dope too. They are. But I just feel like... And you're going to have Joel out there clowning everybody.
0: Yeah. Like, clowning everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get to see a little bit of, uh, you know, crazy antics from him, especially, you know, trying to uh, play like a little guard there on some of those guys. Oh, I can't
1: wait. That's going to be... I mean, those are some of my highlights from like our youth is watching go out and ball and... You know, like those are like, you know, pretty cool things just to kind of see that happening.
0: I mean, I can't take the game serious and make it more, you know, competitive is, is is good, but it's just the fun part about it. It's the one time you get to see everybody just be chill, hang loose, just like, yeah, bro, we're all freaking MV, you know, not MVPs, uh, you know, all-stars. We're just kicking it. We're, you know, just having a good time out in some city, you know, partying, but just we're here to, you know, show our talents. And like you said, the youth, I think it's, it's going to be the fun part of this weekend. I, I always look forward to just the guys kicking it, laughing, choking. And then social media makes it even ten times better, man. Everyone has a Snapchat or, or Instagram story they can just post some behind the scenes shit and just crack jokes on. And that's the fun part about this era too. So I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'll, um, you know, obviously. So good luck, man. I hope you get uh, some good uh, correspondence out there for yourself, and maybe you can sneak into a LeBron James party or something. Man, I'm trying my hardest. I'm to Act <laughs> super casual. Act super casual. <laughs> yeah. <more>. Act natural. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, well, that does wrap up our show here Uh, for this episode of the Shooter Pass podcast. Tomorrow, any shout-outs? Yes. Shout-out to
1: my boy TJ, YMCA legend McConnell. My Philly boy had a triple-double tonight. <laughs> he not only had a triple-double, but he also has six steals. He had a solid shooting night. TJ McConnell is the definition of what I like to call badass the reason why i say this is because he was doubted coming out of arizona everybody told him what he couldn't do and he's actually doing it he's become one of my favorite gritty players in the nba he kind of reminds me of like that della type player i feel like he's a perfect fit for the 76ers team because even though he's in his second year he's a little older because i believe he stayed all four years at arizona 25 years old so he's kind of like the og of that team you know he's and i just feel like he's that guy who does it all for them like he he dives for the loose balls. You know, he's that guy who isn't afraid to take the charge. He's like that, you know, like that J.J. Barea, that Austin Barajal type of guy. And I love those gritty, gritty guys, you know. And I feel like he gets a lot of hate from people. Like on Twitter, I always see people like, you know, bash him. I'm like, how don't you like a guy that's like this? You know, this is a guy who can go out and not only play his position, but he knows everybody else's positions, and he's solid on defense. He's just – I don't know, man. It's just good to see players like him who don't give up on their dreams and who continue to ball and not only get better himself, but make other players better. So shout-out to you, I believe, first career triple-double. That's fucking amazing. And sending ers of up four in a row.
0: Definitely shout-out to those guys in Philly uh, as he did get a little water bath after the game there from Joel Embiid uh, for that triple-double and um five shout outs here to be honest with you man uh shout out to uh some of these winter olympic athletes man i'm um, just catching a little bit of the games there been watching some entertaining snowboarding and skiing and things that i'd probably bust my ass doing uh so shout out to you know team usa doing their thing of course gotta rip the homeland um just everybody in their support man thank you if you listen to the entire show i know that you know Little by little we get more attraction and people are more interested in what we say and talk about this wonderful game of basketball and um we appreciate it, man. Much
1: love. Peace.